Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Welcome to Strategy Tuesdays. I'm excited to I'm, be here. Yes. I have the most famous person in the state of Oklahoma. I'm just saying. She's a celebrity to me. I don't know about Carrie anybody. Underwood. Let's hear <laughs> Right, that would be nice. If we had Carrie, I'd probably faint if I had Carrie Underwood on. <laughs> but this is the owner of Tenaciously Teal. You guys always hear me talking about Tenaciously Teal. And this is no other than Miss Tara Warren. Hi. Hi. I'm so good. Yeah, I'm here, you know, in OKC, <laughs> um, sweltering in the fall heat, and but doing good. Oh no, not now! Don't tell me that you you're a fall lover. Don't don't tell me that. Are you a fall lover? Like I do have to say, I'm a fall lover. I'm ready. Oh. I'm ready. I'm ready for chilly weather. Oh like, goodness! Literally chilly and chilly. Like and, oh, chilly oh. and chilly. Yeah, Ooh, that sounds cold. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! Well, um, look, we have one more day before it's officially fall. So let me get this ninety degree weather in my pores and everything else one last time one last time <laughs> we got a few days left here yes i have a few days yes so now everybody doesn't know tara and um i'm just going to give a little just a, just a little piece about what i know about tara and how i discovered tara through tenaciously teal and and people have heard me say this before but i was looking on google good old Uncle Google, trying to find some resources in the state of Oklahoma about ovarian cancer. And Tenaciously Teal popped up. I was like, oh, oh, okay. And then I read your story and then I cried a little bit. And then I said, okay, let me get myself together. So, <laughs> awesome. so thank you for coming on Strategy Tuesdays. I yeah. want you to tell, tell us about your story and how well i don't know where you want to start you want to start from the beginning or do you, where do you want to start this is your show so that's true let me see <laughs> let's, start, let's start from the beginning like how did you discover or how did how did ovarian cancer come about in your life yeah um so i was 29 when i was diagnosed but it had started way before that about four years prior to my actual diagnosis, I knew something was wrong with my body. Mm -hmm. um, I just had a lot of pain. It was really my main symptom that I noticed and, uh, you know, tried to get answers for it, went to several doctor's appointments, had a laparoscopic procedure with a doctor who I believe at the time I actually had ovarian cancer, but he was not trained um, in it and recognizing uh, ovarian cancer. And so it was missed. And I went several years after that to finally having a diagnosis, finding someone who specializes in precancerous conditions. And oh, he goodness. did another laparoscopic surgery. And that's when he actually like biopsied the tumor they found um, in my ovaries and, you know, determined I did in fact have ovarian cancer. And it was stage four by the time they found it. Um, wow. As you know so well, you know, it um, and goes undetected. At so the age well. of 29. 29, yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So let's rewind a little bit because you said that 
several years went by. Like, do you remember how many years went by? Was it just maybe five yes. or? It was about three and a half, almost four years went by from that first lapis laparoscopic surgery to the second okay. one. Uh, and I had really, I, when I talked to women about ovarian cancer and, you know, people, sometimes they hear, oh my gosh, you had pain. And all of a sudden they're worried. And I try to like calm people's fears and tell them, you know, you don't have to worry if it's something like persistent that keeps going ongoing, which mm -hmm. I did have. Um, and so I should have looking back in retrospect, obviously been a lot more worried about my condition, but I just really, I mean, unfortunately was not informed. And I went to a doctor that I trusted implicitly and a doctor that was, you know, had all the certifications, was well known, somebody who just like, okay, um, you just take what they tell you as like, okay, this is truth. This and is um, yeah, you know, it's something now, again, looking back, you're like, obviously, you know, hindsight's 2020. And you're like, man, I wish I really would have kind of paid more attention and advocated for myself a little more. And that is what is really important to me regarding the disease because there's no early detection test. I mean, people ask me, right. well, were you going, you know, to like get your annual exam? Yes, of course, but they're not testing for ovarian cancer. And so many people don't know that. Right. That is true. That is true. So did, were you, were you angry? Did you get upset when after like you didn't, when all these years have passed and now you're doing this surgery again and then they're saying, Hey, it's cancer. Did you, did you get a little ticked off? <laughs> you're laughing. It. So I don't know. <laughs> uh -oh. Before we came on, I uh, told V I'm like, you can, ask me anything. I'm an open book and nobody's actually ever asked me that. And I oh. love it uh, because the answer is yes, I did. I was angry um, because I know this doctor missed the diagnosis and I can't mm -hmm. tell you what stage I would have been, you know, if he had biopsied that black cyst he found on my ovary right. um, as he termed it. Um, you know, I, I don't know my, I, obviously I'm still here. I'm so grateful. Like I'm so thankful, you know, tenaciously teal is a catalyst from all the suffering that I did go through, but yeah, I was definitely angry. I mean, I was 29. I had a full hysterectomy, uh, you know, was obviously the chance of having children was taken away. Uh, my husband was, you know, in the midst of his career and we're stopping and now we're having surgeries and chemo. And so, right. yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. That is a lot. So but, yeah, def definitely upset. I can, I, 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 I would be upset just hearing yeah. your story. I would definitely be upset. Like, are you kidding me? Like, oh my goodness. And so what you had mentioned earlier um, that there's not a screening test for ovarian cancer. So it's kind of like once you do get the diagnosis, most women are getting the diagnosis late and you were in stage four mm -hmm. at the age of 29. Mm -hmm. um, now, what, what happened from that point as far as like your treatments? Like how many rounds of chemo did you have? To, or did you have to do chemo or was it just 
radiation or what was your treatment like? Yeah, I did chemo. So the first thing they did was the hysterectomy, what they call a debulking surgery. So I always explain that as they try to take as much out as possible to give you the best chance of survival as possible. Mm -hmm. And now like protocol has changed. That was a decade ago, praise God. Um, But they oftentimes do the debulking surgery after doing a little chemo first, uh, now most often. So, but a decade ago, the first step was the surgery and then chemo. And so I did six months of intraperitoneal chemo. So my port was actually like on my rib and they would fill my stomach up with chemo. And they call that like a belly wash because literally after each treatment, I'd have to like turn for an hour. I do like, you know, 25 minutes, 25 minutes, 25 minutes, like on each side. Okay. Now wait, wait, slow, slow down, Tara. Hold on. Let's pause (laughs) for a minute. Okay. The word that you said was intra, say that part again? Intraperitoneal chemo. So like your peritoneal is here, here, your stomach, essentially Mm -hmm. your stomach cavity. Uh, And so that's why they call it the belly wash uh, because it just, they fill you up with chemo and it did make me really sick. Um, I, yeah, I struggled a lot through that, those six months. Oh my goodness. So six months of chemo and then you're having to rotate every 20, 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. After they give you the chemo, you'd be there. And I think what's interesting too, like about chemo is people don't realize like it is like super specialized for the person um, and that like you can be there for eight hours at a time. I don't know. I know you had chemo as well, so I don't know how long your infusions are, but I mean, it's a process. Like you don't just like go in and get some chemo. (laughs) You're like, you're there. It's a day. It's a day trip. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. A day trip and the um, recovery after that. So, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So stage four and having to do this special type of belly chemo or belly wash. Mm -hmm. Um, And so how long did it take for you to recover? Because you said you got really sick. Of course, you probably weren't able to work. So um, I know that definitely took away from you being able to, to take care of your, your husband and your family and all that. So how long were you off? Yeah, I so I was really blessed. I worked um, at, for the state of Oklahoma at the time okay. in child welfare uh, when I was diagnosed. And so the state actually has like a program called shared leave. And so my coworkers okay. donated leave for me to be off because I really couldn't work. I was so sick. I couldn't eat. I got down to like 90 pounds. Oh, uh, I also happened to be in my last semester of graduate school when I was diagnosed and I can't tell you how many people like gave me the advice of, well, you just need to like stop, come back. Someone even mentioned like, well, you don't even know if you're going to survive this. So like, why, you know, someone said that to you. Yes. I feel like you could like probably have a whole podcast about like the awful things people like say during cancer treatment that's like they're trying to be maybe helpful i think like that was said in a way of like don't worry about it but (laughs) 
Oh my god! It's just it's awkward. Yeah, that. <laughs> You just yeah. don't say that, okay? Just right. for your you just, listeners, for your followers, you don't say, well, don't worry about this because we don't even know if you're going to survive. We can just all agree mm-hmm. that's no bueno. <laughs> yeah, we, you don't say that. There, yeah. there's a, We should make a list of things that you should not say, definitely, because that that's definitely one. And even the ones that say, oh, you don't look sick, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That one, but anyways, we're not gonna talk about that. But back to the list. Yes, back. To, right. We'll we'll add <laughs> we'll add some things to the list. <laughs> It'll probably get quite lengthy. <laughs> of can. People have said to to us, and so yeah. Oh my goodness. So being off work. So in the midst of this treatment, because you said in six months. Um. Mm-hmm. So this is a six months of a really big adjustment in your life. Um with your husband and everything else. And so how did you come up with Tenaciously Teal? So as I mentioned, I worked for child welfare and that's always been my heart. Like through high school, I would like go and volunteer to feed the homeless. Like, Mm -hmm. and I just always like had a heart for people in need. Um, And so when I was diagnosed, I again, was working full-time for child welfare. I had a caseload of like 10 to 15 families, sometimes 20 at any given time, and was working like really intensively with them to address like family needs, safety of the children, et cetera. Right. And so I was diagnosed and then I like had my surgery and I was in the hospital for a week. And when you're in the hospital, they're like, you need to get up after surgery. You need to walk. You need to, you know, do that as much as possible. And so I did, it was right before Christmas. So my family lived in Oregon at the time and I was really trying to make it home to Oregon for Christmas. And so I was really dedicated to like walking and just like started to familiarize myself with like all these other cancer fighters because uh, oh, I was on the cancer floor down at OU in Oklahoma City. And it just like really hit me that there were people that were by themselves and all the time mm-hmm. and there was never anybody with them. And then I started to think about like my child welfare families and the stuff that the just the day-to-day struggle that I don't think a lot of like the general public understands. Right. Right. Or is aware of some of those needs, you know, and then you add like a cancer diagnosis and like, you know, V, I mean, now uh, you're dealing with like back and forth to treatment and you're at the hospital for eight hours at a time and right. you have medical bills and just like all of the things. It just Not adds mention, up. Yeah, it just adds up. Like now you're facing death and everything. So then now imagine you're somebody who doesn't have a support system and doesn't have the means to like put gas in their car or just know that that's just a given something, you know, that I, I take for granted, just fill my car up with gas. Um, so that was what like really like stirred in my heart during that time in the hospital and just felt really led to just reach out to people And I was, you know, facing stage four cancer. I just had this major surgery. Um, But I was like, what can I do? 
And mm. in that moment, what I could do was distribute my flower arrangements that people had sent to me. And that made a huge impact. Just wow. that little act of kindness. And that's truly like where it began, where I saw like, okay, what can I do, you know, to impact those around me, recognized how blessed I am, you mm -hmm. know, with the, even in that like suffering and circumstances, like what can I do to help others who may not have what I have? Or have what you have. Yeah. Definitely with that support itself, you know, um, huge. Cause when you're going through treatment, I mean, the feeling of being alone, is going to definitely set in. And if you already are alone and nobody is there, that's even twice as worse. Um, I applaud you for for taking that um, to taking that step. And I really I really feel and I know I'm, I can't speak for you, but I really feel like that was really put on your heart by God to just think of something different. Think instead of just thinking about what you're going through, think about all these other people that are going through similar things and they don't have what you have. Um, and so that little bitty, that little bitty act of kindness with the flowers, I mean, I'm quite sure that put a smile on their face because of course they don't have anybody sending them flowers. So yeah. that's that's a big one. I know that's it gives me chills like when I really think back to that, because that was 10 years ago this December coming mm -hmm. up. And to see now from that moment to now um of course i never imagined like oh we'll be starting a nonprofit out of this and right you know, <laughs> continuing to be in the cancer like arena because mm -hmm. um, i even went back to work in child welfare like after i came out of chemo and um was doing training and policy writing for the state and kind of living my dream or my career goals at the time. And it was like, I don't know, just <laughs> came to that fork in the road. Right. <laughs> right. Like, which way do I go? Or am I supposed to do this? You know, you, yeah. start, you start questioning yourself. Is this what I really want to do? Right. Um, but you followed your heart. Thank goodness. And uh, Tenaciously Till is like a wonderful organization. I'm not just saying that because she's here. But I do. I want to say this piece before before I before I let you tell the rest of your story there. Um, so, like I had shared earlier, that um, I looked up on Google and I found Tenacious Till. So it said, "Hey, we send care packs." So I said, "Oh, okay. Well, you know, let me let me send myself a care pack. You know, put my little information in there." And I can't even remember how it, it came pretty quick, but um, and it was way before. I had my um, my first chemo. And so in my box or in my package, there was this cross. Mm. And I don't know if you guys can see that. Can y'all see that? Oh, you have it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. I, don't, I don't know where you got these from. I don't know who donated to, I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> but I put this, I put this cross in my bra every time I went for chemo. Because I love it. Click to the cross, girl, wherever yeah, it may be. I, exactly. 
And that's exactly what it was. Because to be truthful, when you think of chemo, you are going to be scared. And I was scared. And then when you hear, you know, the stories and, and I did not want to lose my hair and I was trying to figure out ways to keep my hair and all this. And it's, it brings about a lot of fear, mm-hmm. like fear that you've never even imagined before. And so when I got this cross, it just reminded me of what my mom said to me um, when I told her, when the doctor called me and told me that I had cancer and she said, where is your faith? And so with this cross, I, I, I still have it to this day. I don't put it in my bright day now, but <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so this is my favorite item besides the socks and everything else, but yes. this is my favorite item. So um, there's the, the you said you love that. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Somebody gave me, it's like a clinging cross. And so it comes with a poem and we tie those to, you know, the cross. We have volunteers that do that. And it meant something like, you know, it, to me for sure when I received that. So I was like, and I carried it with me to every chemo. Um, yes. and just like held on to it. Something like tangible. You're like, okay, yes. Like God's with mm-hmm. me, you know, yes. he's, Definitely. Like all the suffering, the valley, the darkness, there's still like good, there's still light, there's still um someone watching out for you. So yes. And the and the and the hold on to it. You know, mm-hmm. don't forget, you know, just don't let that fear consume you. Um, because if you let the negativity come in, I tell you it'll take over. So Amen. yes. yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So, what, so when did you start Tenaciously Tail? What year was that? So I started chemo 2014, or sorry, 2013. My surgery is 2012. So again, I'm coming up on a 10 years. Ooh, and 10 years. Wait, wait, wait. believe it. Like, My audience is applying. Yes. <laughs> Feel it. Thank you. <laughs> um, yes. And so uh, 2014 is when we formalized, um, and got our 501c3 designation and kind of to back up when I started chemo, you know, I noticed like more of the same things I saw in the hospital where there was people like just by themselves. And back then that was like way pre COVID obviously. And you could have as many people as you want really with you at chemo. And so like, you could just see it was like, a stark contrast of like, okay, these people have a support system and these people don't. Right. People just like by themselves, like again, for eight hours at a time, going through all the things, the fear, the suffering, the sickness, driving themselves back and forth from chemo for long distances. And so I just started to think, I'm like, again, what can I do was my question to myself. Like, um, and also talking to God, like, what can I do? What should I do? And felt this like pushing and this urge to do something. And so I started looking at all these things I used on a daily basis to fight cancer, drink a ton of green tea. I had my clinging cross. I drank Gatorade because water tasted awful. It's awful. It's the weirdest phenomenon. Like if you're in the cancer like group, you know, you know, that's, it does something to the water, but 
there's just all these things I needed. And so I was like, I'm going to like start putting this together and just looking for those people that were by themselves. And I just started passing them out and just kind of kept passing them out. I'd bring like five, 10. And then it was like, no, we need to bring 20. We need to bring 25. We wow. need to bring 50. Just kept oh going. my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So it just started from just bringing a couple of things and then whew. Here we oh go. Yeah. Great. And that's in 2014. 2014. And you yes. were still doing you were still doing your recovery and treatment and everything yourself. So yeah. 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 I was still like on maintenance chemo. I had gone back to work. Um, but yeah, was going for like maintenance infusion. So it was like 30 mm -hmm. minutes at a time. So that was really like when I would bring the care packs. And then I was declared cancer free April 2014. It was like, you're done. Like, you're good. <laughs> like, go live your life. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Uh Again, it's probably a whole other podcast of just like that <laughs> weird transition time after right. treatment. What do I do now? Right. What do you do now? Yeah. And yeah, the question was posed to me, like, are you going to keep coming back for treatment or not for treatment, for care pack delivery? And that was kind of the catalyst to being here today. To keep going. To keep yeah. going. Because you were, you were already making a difference. And you, even though it was only 10, 20, then 50, you were already making a difference. And then now in 2022 it has grown i mean I, I don't even know how far it has grown because <laughs> i've only known tara for a few years so it's only i'm going on my well i'm three years so um yeah. i've only known her for a short period of time but i feel like i've known her for years so you know yeah. how <laughs> well we've like traveled around washington dc together in heels and that so i true. feel like that's an extra special like bond. Yes. Yes, when that, you do that. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that that pain is is still there. Yes, I still feel it. I feel like my feet are got changed after that. <laughs> right, it did. <laughs> I just and just to tell the people in case they're like, what is she? What are they talking about? So in 2020, we became Ovarian Cancer Research Alliance advocacy leaders, um, and so I can't. I'm trying to remember. I think that's when I met you in person, right? So you came to our Christmas care pack party in 2019 oh. at Hudeberg Subaru, which is one of our big sponsors. And yes. I remember you and your family coming to that. And I think you guys were like folding socks or doing port pillow. Oh, um, yes. Things. Yes, I put my family to work. That. Yeah. <laughs> and then shortly after, in February, we went to Washington, D.C., right as the pandemic was hitting. Right. That is true. Okay. See. Thank you for refreshing. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't meet her to Washington, D.C. No, it was before that. But yes, we had a blast in, in Washington, D.C. Um, representing advocacy leaders. And we're still advocacy leaders now. So who yeah. is a lot of work, but we, we have fun. And we, we yeah. get nervous every time. That's that's weird. Like, <laughs> we yeah, talk all the time. Like your congressional leaders and be like, hey, give money to this because it's important. Right. And again, going back to that, like, there is no early detection test for ovarian cancer. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just keep saying that, right? There's yes. no early detection tests. Yes. We need a test. We need funding for that. Um, so Definitely. we don't have to go through what we went through. 
That's true. And it's a reason that it's called a silent killer. I mean, you, I, I, I didn't know anything about ovarian cancer when I was diagnosed. And so after I, I've learned so much throughout these last three years, I'm just blown away. Yeah. Um, and so you have to be able to tell people like what's going on and let them know what's happening. Now, I do want to say this real quick on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, you'll have to follow the rest of the live on YouTube or Facebook. And thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. Um, so with Tenaciously Teal, what other type of, well, what type of resources or services do you provide to the community? Because I know you do the care packs. Yes. Um, we do care packs. I actually like brought one with me here. Oh, okay. Here. So it's like little fuzzy socks and here's the port pillow for, you know, like when your port gets irritated we do crossword puzzles. Here's the green tea. Just a lot of like different things, masks, makeup products, chopstick, all the things. Okay. And we mail those nationwide and these beautiful little teal care packs oh i like those bags thank you so yes um people can request one for a man woman or child so mm -hmm. our name derives from ovarian cancer awareness i don't think i've said that teals the ovarian cancer awareness color yes. um, but we help all cancer fighters so um yeah we send these care packs all over we deliver them to treatment centers across oklahoma um but mail them again nationwide. And we're averaging about 500 care packs a month this year in 2022. That's a lot. That's a lot. A lot. 2022, 500 care packs a month. Not not just a year, a month. That's that's a lot of, oh my God, that's a lot of postage. So has it, so is this the most that you've sent out the 500? Like has it grown over the years? Of course it has, but. Yeah, it's exponentially grown for sure. Um, okay. I think we all feel that and see that here. I mean, we're a small operation. It's me full time. And then I have a part time person that works a couple days a week here, just like with office stuff. We have a okay. board of directors and just an army of volunteers, like people that have been with us for seven years that come weekly to you know, deliver these care packs. We do a lot of like community care pack parties where I was talking about the Hudeberg Subaru party, which we're doing our Christmas one again, which I believe was- Oh, like that's so much fun. Yeah. I, I, I love the Christmas one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love both of them, but it's really nice. It's <laughs> right? Yeah. That a little more flair to it because it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna do that on December sixth, and oh, you already picked the date. Hold on, hold on. Let's, let's <laughs> you guys make sure you put it in, in your calendar, December sixth. Okay. Now what? Wait, hold on. Let me let me even try to pull it up. What date is that, by the way? It's that Tuesday, December sixth. We're gonna do it at Hudeberg Subaru, okay. and then also be looking. We're actually. We've been in the Oklahoma Center for Nonprofits for the last seven years um, in office space here. And we just started a renovation of a new space, just like five doors down from where I'm standing now. And so we're gonna have a big open house probably in November and also pack care packs then and just kind of give tours of the new space and all the things we're gonna be able to do to impact the community more um, with 
more room. <laughs> more room, right. You've outgrown. <laughs> you've outgrown your space now, so you need more space. More Definitely. space. Yes. I love that. So open house in November and then uh, Christmas. We have the Christmas care pack party. The Christmas care packs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, I just want to say that if anybody wants to volunteer, it's really good for you to to volunteer if some if any of your teenagers or adults just feel like wanting to get out and do something this mm -hmm. is the perfect opportunity i promise you you will feel welcome when you walk through the door um everyone's so nice and friendly and trust me they they will help you and tell you what you need to do if you're if you're not for sure <laughs> what station you're supposed to be at they will help you i guarantee you Court <laughs> pillows there yes I think my first, um, the first one at the church, I think I had, um, we were doing the teas. Okay. Kind of teas. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we even met before the Hudeberg one then. Yes. Yes, okay. we did. Yes, we did. See, see, listen, there, there's, there's this thing that's called, um, <clears throat> chemo brain. And so <laughs> you can't really remember things all the time. So don't. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it happens. Someone once they're like, that's actually not real. Right. And I'm like, no, yeah, it's definitely real. Oh, it's um, real. It's real. I yeah. take supplements for that. Oh, you take supplements? Wait, which, yeah. which, which supplements you take? Forget, I, hold on. Let me get something like this down. Which supplements you take so I can so this is I'm not a paid promotion, but right. Um, I know this is not right. <laughs> I like Mindwise from Young Living is what I take. Okay, so look it up. It's good. It okay, definitely. I need to. I, I need to. I need to take some of that. Someone told me I need to take some Jinko. Wait, Jinko. I'm I'm about it's to mess it up. Is it has it all? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yes, I'm gonna have to order some because sometimes I just feel like, yeah, yeah, just like that. There it is. There it is. <laughs> like there it is. Like oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so with you with the events that you have coming up, um, there's also another service that you provide. The Brave the Shave. Did I say that right? Yes. Yeah. Brave Shaves. So. Brave shaves. Yeah, we do private events for women um, facing hair loss from cancer treatment. And it's just an opportunity for women to like have a way to take control of that situation, you know, because as Definitely. you know, like you're diagnosed, it's like you got surgery, you have chemo, you have all these things you need to think about. And then, oh, yeah, you're also going to lose your hair, mm -hmm. which for most women I talk to and converse with, like, I hear this all the time. They're like, I was fine until they said I was going to lose my hair. And that's the catalyst for, like, a lot of trauma and it just right. being, like, a really negative thing. And so when I was starting Tenaciously Teal, we were doing the care packs we were doing some financial assistance, stepping into that arena. And then I was just like, we have to like find a way to just like help women like with this, like come alongside them, make it where they have an option. And so that's 
but we did to have an option yeah yeah and and it does help to take control i'm i wasn't i was not brave I, 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 can, brave, but. I, I was not brave to shave my hair. I put it, say it like that. Okay. I just, That's okay. I couldn't, I couldn't seem to, to do that. And so did it fall out all at once? Yes, it, yes, it did. It did. Um, actually I had it. Well, you know, I used to wear, well, I don't know you don't used to know, but I used to wear like weaves or braids and I would braid and crochet my hair. And so when I started treatment, they said, you'll need to stop um, wearing them because of the tension that you're putting on your hair and your hair is going to fall out. So I was just doing my natural styles and I would just kind of twist it up and just wear it like in the halo type deal. Mm -hmm. And I think it was maybe three weeks. I want to say, yeah, it was like three weeks after my first treatment. Um, And it was, I just went in the shower Mm -hmm. and I just did this. And I was like, it's like, boom. Yeah. That, and to be honest, Tara, that was horrible. That was worse than the, well, I don't want, well, was it really? Yeah. I'm going to say it was. Yeah. Like I said, that's what I hear from women is like, yeah, yeah, it's, it is the worst part. And people don't realize that it happens just like you're saying, it's all at once. And Mm -hmm. so, really, you know, and people have to make their own decisions, but that's why we do the brave shaves to be like, okay, you have a choice in it. You know, right. you don't get a lot of choices with cancer, but like this that's is true. at least one. And mm-hmm. my mom, same thing, just hair fell out in the shower all at once. And so that's why I had that experience of my mom's hair loss that when it came time to my hair loss, I was like, nope, it's not going to happen like that. Like, I'm going to choose the day. I'm going to choose who's around me, what friends are there. And that's what I had. I had my own brave shave and um, just friends. And we had good food and laughs and music, you know, and that's what we offer women um, here in this office space that I'm in now. And then moving to the bigger office space, we're excited because We'll be able to host like more friends and family and just oh, okay. make more memories for people to have like a like an actual event like more yeah. of a more people to come that's nice because yeah. it, it is it is really empowering especially when i see them on your social media and i was like oh because <laughs> i mean yeah you can just like tell by i like a girl like let's get yes. this let's do this He's like, ah, this is nothing. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You definitely feel empowered just by just by looking at the pictures, but definitely the women that are going through that, I know that they feel empowered by doing that. And it just makes them feel um a lot better, you know, about this is where this is where I am and I'm ready to to go on this journey and here we go. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. So now you know um what was it in july you have this you have this special event (laughs) yes called care packs and cocktails i mean i i I don't even know how to explain it that's the best party ever and i don't even really party like that but you guys need to party (laughs) well there's 
people that have heard me say this before that I've never had never thrown a fundraiser when we started, but I had been to a lot of good parties. And so I'm okay. like, let's see what happens. It's been working. <laughs> let's so see what you. happens. I take that as a compliment. Oh, well, yes. You do a marvelous job. Marvelous job. And this is year seven? Is it, yes. Is it, I'm remember off. It, I think seven, six officially because seven, like with pandemic that we had to cancel um, yeah. right yeah. after we got back from DC. Um, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, oh yeah. We forgot to mention that part. You know, as soon as <laughs> when we got to DC, everything was fine. We're yeah, touring everything. And then mm -hmm. we get on the plane and then the world shuts down. Literally mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. We were like, oh, I guess we got back just in time. Yeah. The day to the day, literally. The day, so, yes. Yeah. We canceled yes. Care Packs and Cocktails. That was supposed to be like April 3rd, 2020. And um, yeah, regroup 2021, did it in August and then had it July 22nd this year. Mm -hmm. Have a plan for July 29th next year. For next but year. The August event, you were in our fashion show. Yes, I was. <laughs> I was. I was in the fashion show. And of course, you know, one of my other teal sisters out that I think it was she was my first one, uh, Rachel. Shout out to Rachel. Oh, yes. We love her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she was in the fashion show, too. And I just tell you, look, I am not a model. And I see, you know, it on TV and all this. But trying to model and stretch your stuff, sometimes you just got to have fun. You really do. And that's I, I applaud you for for putting on that show. I don't know. I don't know what made you go that route. I, I I don't even know how you thought of it, but that right there just seals it. Just seals the cake. It really does because it just makes you feel like, hey, you know, I'm going through this. I did this. I'm walking out on this stage, and here I am. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love that. Yes. That's why it kept going. We just kind of had this idea. It was like our first one was a private event and we mm -hmm. did it in a house in downtown OKC with like 50 people. And the next year was 2017. We're like, I was like, let's do a fashion show because it lined up. We had just started the Brave Shaves and empowerment shoots and I'm like, let's empower some cancer fighters. Like, let's get their makeup done and put it and then, you know, some fancy clothes. And oh, yes. I still remember that day, though, because in the committee at the time that was like, you know, came on board with planning it, we were all like blown away by the response of the not only the cancer fighters walking in the show, but the people mm -hmm. viewing it, you know, we're like, whoa, and I still am amazed, you know, but I think it's important because it's like a celebration of life and it is. It all is the definitely things you go through and it messes with like your confidence and your femininity and all of the things. And so it's kind of like a watershed moment, I think, for a lot of ladies. Um, and that's what I'm hearing from you, I think, is it's like, okay, this is like kind of me like taking back again a little bit of that control. Yes, taking, taking back the control and making sure that you are owning it, you know, um, don't worry about everybody else because 
everybody in that audience is cheering you on and they don't even know you. Yes. <laughs> You've been through our coaching sessions on that. Yeah. <laughs> so. They're cheering you on and they don't even know you. So just go have some fun. Do yeah. it. And it's yeah. really nice, especially when you have your makeup done, because I'm not a makeup girl. Like, I'm, and what's up? Let me tell you this little secret, Tara. <laughs> I was a makeup girl when I was, what, 13 or 14? You know how you're trying to play in makeup. And uh, I got in trouble. Cause I snuck around with it, but then my face broke out. And so I was just like, okay, can't do that. <laughs> so I left it alone, but you know, I've just, but you know, when you go and you have the makeup artists and putting, you know, putting all these, I don't want to say special effects, but just making you feel beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's more important. beautiful. Yeah. It's like, ah, and, yeah. and, and the people on your committee, um, even with the, the people who are like Dillard's and all of them, they're really nice. They're really nice. And they encourage you. They say, Hey, I want you to pick something that's out of your, out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Pick something out of your box. Don't, don't just pick something that you normally wear. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, let me see. <laughs> yeah. I know. I remember your outfit. It looked good. I like it. <laughs> So yeah. I had I had a blast. I really had a blast. And well, that's and thank why... you for joining our committee the next yeah. year too. You and Rachel and you know were instrumental in like making it happen this year with eight hundred plus people. And we're gonna do it again next year. So yeah. save and the day, July twenty ninth. July twenty ninth. Now I'm gonna remind care you. Care packs and cocktails. Yes, care packs and cocktails. Don't wait too late to get your get your get your the tickets. tickets. Yes. We sell out every year. We do. They do. Definitely. Definitely. Good party. <laughs> <laughs> right. Party with a purpose. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so Tara, I, I do appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to me on Strategy Tuesdays. It has been phenomenal. I mean, you are an amazing woman. Um, I tell everyone this and you're like my... Um, you're like a celebrity. You really are. Because, you know, in spite of everything that you've gone through, you always have a smile on your face. You're always encouraging people. Um, even when you do your segments on, on the news, uh, when I've seen you on the I'm like, oh, wait, I got to record that. That's oh my God. <laughs> um, But you. it's just really. I appreciate your really support good. so much. And I've enjoyed, you know, becoming friends and seeing all you're doing with Share the Tea with Fee and all you do for the community and giving back, like that's a choice and you've made that choice. And I know yes. you work really hard at it. And so I applaud you for what you're doing. So oh, thank keep it you. up. Thank and you. I will. The breaks. <laughs> yes. Now I will say before, before we started, you know, Tara said, V, you okay? And cause you know, I'm always, I'm always going, but she can tell in my voice. And this, and that's to be honest, a lot of people have said that this week. Like, are you all right? You don't sound like yourself. I'm exhausted. And so she told me, she said, Hey, you just need to, you need, you need to just shut down and, and take a break. Don't do anything. She's just gonna check out. out people for a minute. And just be okay out. with it. I'm I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try my best. I'm not even I'm back to saving the world in a week. Right, not saving the world. Your community. <laughs> oh goodness! You, if if Reggie hears this, he's probably gonna say, "No, she's not. She's not gonna check out." You know, he always. <laughs> got to say. 
but um but before we go tara what is one thing well i shouldn't say one thing because i shouldn't say because you may have more than one but what are some em- empowering words that you would share with someone that's starting a cancer journey or even if it's about advocacy or whatever what would be your encouraging words for someone that you would like to share yeah i mean so i guess specifically to people like starting a cancer journey is one day at a time like all you have to worry about is today getting through today um you can't worry about six months of chemo later or you know whatever it is like just today and then when you're like just focusing on today what can you be grateful for Hmm. today and you know what are all the things like you have around you that you do potentially take for granted like not worrying about putting gas in your car or where your next meal is going to come from or you know if you can keep the lights on or air in your house um just some of those things those everyday things that's like you take for granted and then you focus on like this is so bad like right now like i people can just get like it just washes all over them with the worry and the suffering and the hardship and and right that's going to happen like on its own like you have to like really focus on like what's good like what is going well like what do you have where are the blessings in your life because because i guarantee you once you start to think about the blessings like you can be overwhelmed with like how much you do have in that mm-hmm. moment and then really looking at like, okay, what do you have versus maybe the person next to you? And what can you do to make that person's experience better? Because I guarantee that's gonna help you feel better uh, because there's something innate in us as humans that when we do stuff for others, when we do good, when we put on that fashion show and you hear from women that like, that help them like, that does way more for me than like being on the news or any newspaper anything ever it's doing something good for somebody else and so that's what you focus on is what are the blessings what do you have to do to get through the day today and what can you do for someone else around you Mm, i love it i'm trying not to cry guys (laughs) definitely trying not to cry but that's a very wise woman right there. And that's why I adore Tara. I really do. Because you, if you just hear the genuine sincerity in her words, she means exactly what she says. And it's it shows through every step that she takes and every decision that she makes through Tenaciously Teal, um, and that's her passion. And Tara, girl, if, if you was right here, I would give you a hug. I hug you. Give <laughs> <laughs> you a hug. <laughs> oh my goodness! But thank you. And I hope that I hope that those words have helped someone 
Um, and even if you're not for sure if it helped, or if you know someone that's going through something right now, maybe share this with them. And so that way they can hear some words of encouragement because we all go through hard times, but it's all about how we're going to cope with what's going on and what changes we're going to make. And we have to change our mindset to making sure that we're in a positive stance, even though everything around us seems like it's falling apart. Yeah. But what's good? What can you look for the good? You know, yes. maybe it's Looking the right for- nurse or just that you got to the treatment center and didn't catch a lot of red lights or something. Right. <laughs> right. A little got thing. Right. <laughs> it adds up. It does. It does. Um, now, one thing I forgot to tell them, where can they find Tenaciously Teal? Are you on social media and where are you and where can they look you up? Yes. So um, on Instagram, T-Till underscore Inc. and Tenaciously Teal on Facebook. Our website is T-Teal.org. It's T-T-E-A-L.org. Okay. All right. And and yes, look her up, support. You can always make a donation if you would like to of any kind. Um, Because I believe you're also on Amazon Smile. yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. Tenaciously Teals on Amazon Smile. And yeah, we have a wish list for cancer care packs and sending out 500 care packs a month. We are always, I mean, I ordered another 2,500 fuzzy socks yesterday. So always right. use all the things. <laughs> yes, definitely. And always, if you want to volunteer, they're always asking for donations. Um, you can go to her website and you can see what they're asking for. And definitely, if you know someone that's going through um, a cancer journey at this time, go ahead and send them a care, a care pack. You know, let the and brighten their day so they can get something nice from Tenaciously Teal. So, Tara, thank you again. Thank you again for coming on Strategy Tuesdays. It has been wonderful. Um, yes. You know, I can talk. I'm, I, I, I need to stop saying that, <laughs> but I know I talk a lot. So no, you're good. We like but it. You, okay, great. <laughs> but you have given us some definitely um, some insightful information that we can use. And if, if remember, everyone, um, like I always say, every podcast to be intentional, be insightful, and definitely be impactful. Um, don't forget to follow me on Share the Tea too. Well, Share the Tea with V on social media and I will see you guys next week or hear from you next week. And we'll have another special guest again on share the tea Tuesdays. Thank you, Tara. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye. You guys have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>